And now, Ben Diva, the voice and layers. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo, and thanks for coming back after our layoff. It's totally my fault. Oh, come on. We were, you know, I uh, we were supposed to do it on Tuesday. That's when we normally record. Right. And I had to wake up so early on Wednesday because I was going fishing. So I was like, oh, let's do it Wednesday. And then I went fishing all day Wednesday, and I was exhausted, and I fell asleep at around 8.30. I figured you would. And I never woke up. And then Billy was no good Thursday, and there was football Friday, and bingo, bango, bongo. Right. Here we are. Right. It is what it is. So, I appreciate you guys coming back. Those of you who came back, the University of South Florida doesn't think you would have, but you did. Right. Um, So, I, I did go fishing. How'd that go? Yeah. It was windy. It was been windy. It looked windy. I saw the snap of uh, Jacob uh, stripping out of his <laughs> overalls. His overalls, yeah. Those are like uh, foul weather because we thought it was going to be so windy that like the boat would be putting up a lot of like waves and spray. Right. Because basically, like this boat is a shallow water boat. So as we shoot across the bay, sometimes the waves can get bigger and they kind of crash over the bow. Sure. And you get what? You get wet. Yeah. That's science. Um, wasn't the case for us on the trip on Wednesday, um, but he's still warm anyway. Well, <coughs> I better. I brought rain pants, but I never wore them. Better safe than sorry, you know. I think he likes to wear them because the Gordon's Fisherman wears them on the fish stick box. Right. So... And they're they're cool, the cool factor, you know what I mean? That would make sense. Yeah, he wants to look like the Gordon's guy, right? Like I fish so much that I wear these overalls. Yeah, it makes like, it look official, right? Exactly. Like, look at me. I'm backing my truck down in overalls, right? So, um, so that was that was that. We had a good time. I got a little sunburned, um, but it was so nice out that I didn't feel it, you know, until I got in the truck, right? So, there was that. Um, I'm pretty sure I caught more fish than Jacob did. But he won't admit that, right? I don't know. I wasn't keeping really good track, but I felt like I was hooked up more. Nice. But we uh, we caught some fish early, and then uh, the wind started really howling, and there was just nothing after that. It was still better than going to work. Sure. Absolutely. Makes perfect sense. Um... You know, they, football game. you know they make those stickers that say, like, the worst day fishing is better than the best day working? Yes. And I feel like that's kind of a stretch because, like, the worst day fishing could be, like, what happened to those USF guys a couple years back. Right. You could die. Where you could get swept out to sea and all of your friends die and you're left clinging to the boat, hoping four that's... days later that someone finds you. Jacob was telling me one day that the weather got so shitty that they were in, like, three feet of water and their boat almost sank. <laughs> And I was like, that's like the world's shittiest shipwreck ever. Shipwreck ever. Yeah. Like your boat only sinks to waist deep. And you're right. like, ah, fuck. What do we do now? 
Yeah, and then you're going to sit here and tell me that's better than the best day working? Mm, right. That's a stretch. Get away for low tide and drive your truck out there and put it on the trailer. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how shallow it is. Drag that motherfucker in. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, that was pretty, it was, it was good though. We, uh, lunch was good. We didn't spend that much money. Even, you know, fuel for the truck and fuel for the boat, we were probably only like 60 bucks in. Nice. And that's divided by two, so. Of course. And there was only the two of us, so it was very bromantic, uh, on the water. Did you guys kiss? I mean, maybe. Okay. I'm not gonna tell, because what if he doesn't, never mind. You know what? We're good. <laughs> 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 Has he not called you back yet? <laughs> no, we text every day. Uh, oh, okay. Someone's yeah. a little clingy. <laughs> you know what? I feel like I am the one who always initiates the texting. I maybe. Mean, not like... I mean, maybe with him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like is... we have a good balancing act, you and I. We do. It's mostly you texting me saying, are you awake? You want to go? <laughs> How about 10.30? Is that okay? There's still fair, on? There's a fair balance of, you know, check out this thread on Reddit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I see, yeah, that's true. You know, stuff like that. Or whoever so. sees USF News drop first. Right. Text the other one. Like, dude, check out these sweet helmets or uniforms or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, we did go on Friday. The weather was beautiful. Gorgeous. You guys must have came the second I left the tailgate. We got there during the first quarter because wow. we got stuck in traffic in Sarasota. Where oh, that's so frustrating. They bought, It was already bad because of construction around that area, but apparently somebody wasn't paying attention because it was congested, and somebody hit somebody, and so the right two lanes were blocked. Oh, and it was, it was backed up for four or five miles. And so it took us almost an hour just to clear that. And so we got in with like three minutes left in the first quarter. And like, that sucks. The worst part about it is they fucking parked us way at the back end of the fucking Yankee lot. No, dude. Like, not even like the front. We were in, uh, along the fence line on fucking. You were out by wing, wing house. Yeah. We were on the fence line on fucking Columbus or whatever it is. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. That's right, a long so walk. It is, especially for the boy, because I was still at the point where I shouldn't be picking him up. Right. And so he had to walk, and of course, that's not fun for a four-year-old. Oh, that's right, because of your beanbag. Yes. So you have to keep your blood a, pressure down. He had a good time, you know, so he still had a good time. And it was a, we ended up having to leave a little bit early, too, because I had to get back to work to straighten out some things that night. Damn, and, dude. It was a long day. Let's just say that. Was, yeah, right. <laughs> it was because like, I worked in the morning to wrap up most of it, and I was hoping to have it completely done so I wouldn't have to come back. But there were a few things still missing. News never stops, buddy. So I would have just done it from home, but my internet sucks. Like I tried to work from home the Friday before when we lost the temple, and I was just like fighting uphill with my internet. I only had like two pages to put together, but it took me like three hours. Oh, gross! It was awful. Can you, like, hotspot your phone and do it that way? I I could have tried. I don't know that it would have been much better because our mobile service out here isn't the strongest. You know, it does suck. Every time I go there, it's like going back in time. I mean, it's 4G. It's just not solid 4G. Sometimes it drops down to 3G. But. So I brought... Jason sat with us. 
And he was in a feisty mood. Naturally. And wanted to do some drinking. And so he had like, we got there at like 6.30. 6 o'clock, 6.30. I don't right. know. Jen said she was, well, Archer wasn't feeling good, so he stayed home. And Jen stayed home with Archer. And then she's like, Finn, you want to go to the football game? And he's like, uh, pass. And I was like, oh, that doesn't hurt my heart at all. And I cried a little. Right. And I was like, all right, well, if you guys aren't going, then I'm going to go right now. So Nice. I feel we like if there. I gave Bob that option to stay home with Mom or come to the football game with me, I, I feel like, and I deep down I really hope, that he would be like, yeah, I'm going to the Bulls game. I think if we had, if I was able to tell him, like, that Bubba was going to be at the tailgate. He don't want him to go, but... Right. He's like, is Bubba going to be there? I was like, he's probably going to be late. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah, we would have been and pushing he, it even without the traffic. And then the traffic just pushed it. We didn't get there until like almost 8 o'clock. Wow. And fortunately, the first quarter took forever because, you know, the circumstances there. Yeah, yeah. That we can get into later in the show. Um, I rewatched the game... On Sunday, I started to. I haven't. I'm. I'm right about at halftime, and I have to, you know, work myself up into getting into the second half. Uh, let's see. Let's do. Let's do a beanbag update. Okay. So, um, how'd it go? We didn't get to talk about it last week. Yeah. Right. Um. We're what? We're about a week and a half removed. Ten days out. Yeah. And today was kind of like the first day that they were like a hundred percent. Like they didn't. The last couple of days it's been like eighty five, ninety, uh-huh. to where like if I moved a certain way, it was still a little could pinch a little. It was uncomfortable. Um, but today I didn't experience really any of that. Just my balls sticking to my legs like normal. Oh, that's good. Um. But yeah, there, there's only just a tiny little sliver where they went in. Um, no, stitches. no stitches. All right, so they glued your bag back together. They just kind of let nature do its thing, and gave me antibiotics for the first three days. That's to good. Prevent infection, so that's nice. Uh, there was a couple days where they were slightly black and bluish. Uh huh. Which, had I not known that was coming, and had I not expected it to look worse, might have frightened me. <laughs> you but, were thinking it was going to be like uh, all black and blue. Like where, you know, like when you Charlie horse somebody really good, and you get a nasty uh-huh. looking bruise from that. I was kind of expecting it to look like that. But really, it just looked darker than normal. So it, it wasn't that bad. Um, the procedure itself was they numbed it up a little bit at the beginning and they said, you know, let us know if you feel anything. We can put some more lidocaine, you know, we can apply some more lidocaine and and make sure because we just want you to be comfortable because obviously if you're cutting a man's balls, you don't want him to feel it. Uh, Right. So at first, you know, when they he uh, uh, punctured the bean bag, I didn't really feel that. And then when he was going to work on the first tube, then it felt like someone was, like, squeezing them. Like, it wasn't, you know, like, he could tell it was kind of uncomfortable because, like, my toes started to curl a little bit. Sure, started to grip the table a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, like, they could tell from <clears throat> my breathing because I was, like, I had I was gritting my teeth and I was just trying to, like, breathe through it and get it done uh-huh. and over with. 
and uh they were like you know does it does it hurt do you feel pain i'm like it's not like a searing pain but it feels like they're being squeezed somebody's somebody's fucking with my balls right so they you know put some more lidocaine on and and got the one side done and like it took long enough and it it might not have actually taken that long i just felt that long in my head while it was going on Uh uh-huh but it took long enough that like i thought okay we're all right we're done Woo! cut both sides and he's like all right and that's that side and we'll get to work on this side i'm like wait what All right, we're halfway there. Yeah, so by that time it was it was numbed up pretty well. I felt it slightly on the right side, but not as bad. And it was enough that I could just grip my teeth through it. And so you know, he finished everything and, and you know wrapped up everything down there. And so they had me try to sit up, and like it wasn't that I was in pain, but I was really fucking lightheaded. And like I sat there. And for a second, I thought I was going to get sick. And like they said, I couldn't tell because there was no mirror or anything. They said I had no color in my oh, face. pale. Right. And, um, you know, so I was like, well, I think I'm going to try to just lay back down for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Take a few deep breaths. I was like, because I don't feel like nauseous, nauseous, but I feel really lightheaded. And... um they were like, well, do you want you want us to go get your wife? You know, is it okay if she comes back? But yeah, it's fine, whatever. You know, so she came back, and they talked to the nurse, which was kind of awkward because the nurse just had her hand on my uh, cock balls. Sure. Uh, you know, 15 minutes prior to that, and I'm, I'm not sure, but she might have wanted it. And, um, but, you know, just talking, like, just kind of working our way through it, and that was fine. And, and my biggest fear was that my... Animal children uh-huh. were going to hit it <laughs> because they're both rambunctious and they don't know any better. Like, you know, and, and Heather tried to talk to them beforehand, just that, like, she told Bob, Daddy can't pick you up at all. Um, you know, under no circumstances do you hit Daddy in the privates. Uh, you know, things like that, just to let them know, like, ease the, ease the hell off. Sure. You're an animal. <laughs> But you can't tell that to my daughter because she's, you know, she's going to turn two in a couple months. She's not going to understand any of that. And she climbs in bed with us every morning. So I did the first couple of days. She tried to roll on with me and I did like the no look, just block and roll her back the other way. But um, we didn't have really any close calls early on. Uh-huh. And, and then... Um, Last Wednesday, I was laying on the couch while she was playing, and she felt the need to bring her plastic shopping cart over and uh, <laughs> whack me in the midsection, or what she thought was the midsection, which was mainly my crotch. So by that point, I had healed up mostly. It wasn't as tender, still slightly uncomfortable, and it didn't hurt as bad as it probably would have the, the first day. But... Everything healed up nicely. There was none of that. Like, all the worst fears, they tell you, oh, you might have some discharge. You might have some excess <laughs> bleeding, all this stuff. You might have swelling. There was no swelling at any point that I could tell. They might have been slightly no swelling. Than normal. That's disappointing to me. Um, Not because I want to get it done, but because, I don't know, I wanted you to have big balls. <laughs> They're just so, regular. There was nothing, there was no, like, abnormal swelling. Like it, they Just totally might, uneventful. They might have been slightly above average. 
would you say engorged at all? No, not really. Like God if they were swollen, it. I didn't really notice it. They were just tender. Um, there was none, none of the discharge or the excess bleeding or anything. Like I kept a gauze tucked under it, you know, for the first couple of days. And was there any? Like, did you get a? Mm, I don't know how to say this without sounding super gay. A boner? Yeah, thank you. Um, at which point? Because I've got between plenty. yesterday and to you know the procedure. I've gotten plenty since then. No pain. No, and that was my my first fear. Like the first day, I was yeah. like, "Oh <laughs> what shit, if I, here it what comes. if I get a narb?" Yeah, what, what's no? I could feel it coming. Like you know, you can you can tell when it's starting to. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm wearing the jockey shorts, so it's all like all packaged in there together. Nice. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh fuck, what is this going to feel like? But it really didn't. It wasn't bad. No problem. Hook just subsided. Yeah, just I'm just like not gonna not gonna pay attention to it. It'll go away. <laughs> don't touch it. Don't look at it. I'm leaving fucking seagulls at the beach. Right. Don't say anything to it. Just it'll go away. <laughs> don't acknowledge it. <laughs> so I I was a little bit nervous for the first couple of those. Now, have you taken them for a test drive since then? Um, whether it's in a two seater or a one seater, I have you know, not personal. I have not taken them for a test drive with a co-pilot. I, that's what I was wondering. But that you have taken them out of the garage and maybe around the block. Right, gave it a gave it a test run. <laughs> right, everything's okay. Yes, everything else that's, functions like normal. There's just no potency. That's fantastic. Or not as much. So how come more people don't do it? I wonder. The the um the the follow up the test to see that you know everything is good to go sterile. Oh, you know, dude, I can't wait no, for that to happen. Uh, they sent me home with a pair of cups. Oh, you don't have said, to go to the place? And the nurse said, you know, in eight weeks, you bring in the cup with a sample in the bag, bring it to the front desk, and the girls up there will know what to do with it. And I'm like, does that mean eat it? Or... <laughs> she's got her finger in there like it's cocaine, rubbing right. on her gums, and she's going to be like, no, he's all clear. <laughs> no, but so I, I bring that back on December 16th. And uh, hopefully, I don't know how long it takes them to test it and get back to us. Hopefully, it's like that day. Yeah, right? You just dip the strip in there or something? Right. And then, uh, you know. Damn. Hopefully, I can tell Heather, hey, See, I'm sterile. Merry Christmas. You're never going to have the the adventure of jerking off in a doctor's office. <laughs> That's no. un- that is unfortunate. Because I was curious, and I was going to ask how you do the follow-up testing, but... She gave me a bag right at the start with like extra gauze wrap and the antibiotics and all the everything I need, and uh, she explained it then because I I don't know how you even you know broach that subject like do I spank it at home do I, yeah. <laughs> do I come in and jerk off in the other room you know <laughs> are we gonna do the road trip route where Can someone I do it now someone has to milk the prostate what what how's this go. But uh, she was up front. She was like, here's the cups. In eight weeks, she come back with a cup filled with a sample, bring it to the front desk. They'll know what to do with it, and yada, yada. 
Well, that's so. and now that you are uh, you've removed the you know uh, the players from the players from the bench, right? Um, you have there's no reason for you to go and jerk off in a doctor's office. I mean, for business, not for pleasure, right? I mean, yeah, you so. still could do it, I guess, but probably frowned upon. Yeah, they might find it weird if I'm sitting in the lobby just, oh, don't mind me. Just t- yeah, right. testing my potency. Fertility test? And they come back to you, they're like, it's uh, zero, asshole. You probably had a vasectomy? <laughs> oh, I did. Same, I just went. It's the same zero it was yesterday, you fuck. <laughs> Guy, you can't come in every day. Stop jerking off in our lobby. Sh- shut up and take my $40. <laughs> you test my jizz. <laughs> That'd be something if you're paying $40 every day to just go jerk off in a doctor's office. I mean, if that's what you're into, seems like... <clears throat> that's an expensive hobby. I mean, maybe you only go Monday through Friday. Sure. Yeah. On so, your lunch break. Uh, the, that whole process uh, turns out the consultation beforehand was 500 Wow. Bill to the insurance. I get back, I have to pay 191 And then the actual procedure... Was almost fourteen hundred. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and we owe after insurance we owe like four hundred something. So thankfully the insurance picked up most of the tab, which I was afraid they weren't going to. Right, because it's elective or some shit like that. Right. They're like, right. you don't need to. It's not medically necessary. Yeah, but you know what? That it falls under. I was looking at because we have the open enrollment stuff coming up again. Uh huh. And I was looking at, like, the list of things they consider preventative, like birth control and stuff like that, and that that is under preventative procedures. Nice. Well, because you know what? It's probably way cheaper to snip the the boys. Right. It's cheaper to snip the to boys babies. than to deliver the baby. Absolutely. Because our last, with Ashlyn, we were there for one night. Like, we checked in at, like, 6 o'clock uh, Wednesday night and checked out at, like... Nine o'clock Thursday night. In between the procedure and the renting the hotel room or the <laughs> hospital room, it was like twelve grand. That's too much. That's ridiculous. I gotta look and find out how much they got me for Archer. Probably a lot, especially because of the Nikki. Yeah, he's ICU for like two weeks. Yeah. So. <clears throat> it don't was, care. It wasn't as bad because Heather goes, "Oh, you want to guess how much it was?" And I'm like, fifteen hundred. She's like, "Oh, almost." It was this much, and well, insurance now, covered like eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars. So now you never have to buy a condom again. Not that I've, either one of us were buying condoms. Right? What's a condom? Right. Um, she doesn't have to take birth control anymore. Yeah. See, and that's the big thing for me is like I can get it done. It's natural. There's no chemicals involved. It's right. done. I'm spayed and neutered, sterilized. <laughs> um, and she can get off the birth control thing and. Stop putting hormones, yeah, artificial carcinogens in her body. So, so that's good. I'm glad. That's a, a now. Why do you think more people don't do it? Like, if I was a dude and didn't want to have kids, I'd be first in line to do that stuff. I think some people are just nervous about it. The idea just, of going in and having your balls clipped. Cause and then if you were like a single dude and you got a vasectomy, you, you know, you know, you're never going to have kids. And then some crazy lady's like, oh, I'm pregnant. You can be like, well, you can fuck right off, lady. All right. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Mind. Zero yep. sperm count right here, bitch. 
You're welcome. Yeah. I don't know. See, the guy, the, there was another guy in the waiting room who was having the same thing done because, like, he was walking up. And I'm like, oh, I have that sheet, too. Um, He, I guess Heather said his girlfriend told, told the uh, nurse in the lobby that when she came out to get her, that he was already loopy going in. So where I didn't fill the Percocet prescription... I have a feeling he did because the guy, the doctor told me, he's like, most guys like to take one before they come in and it helps them deal with it. And I'm just like, I'm not dealing with all that nonsense, Percocets and fucking shit like that. So I think there's a fear there, you know, like uh, that. Yeah. They were surprised. The nurse was surprised when I told her that like the actual procedure was not what I was nervous about. It was my rambunctious children. While I'm trying you to, the dick. to rehab. So, and she fully understood that because she's like, oh, yeah, we've got six kids. Jesus Christ, lady, you might want to, you know, practice what you preach here. Right. And their ages were like nine to like 18 months. Mike, you've spent your entire adult life pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's true. Like the Duggars. That lady's constantly pregnant. She's been pregnant for fucking 30 years. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. My wife was pregnant for two years, or, you know, almost. Right. That's I'm good with that. That's enough. Sure. Absolutely. It takes a special someone to, to go for that number three, four, or 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once we had the girl, and we had a boy and a girl, and I didn't have a second boy before the girl... I was done. I was like, you know what? That's it. You got what you not, needed. Not risking yep. having another girl. Sorry. Or twins. <laughs> I I love my daughter and everything, but she's a diva, and I'm glad I don't have the risk of having another one. I'd always be scared of twins. Like, oh, we had a boy and a boy. Let's try for that girl. And then you get, like, twin boys, and you're like, oh, God, four kids. Right. Well, that's what? One of you is going to slip through the cracks and end up being an asshole. Right, I think it was it was her, the nurse we were talking to. Like the first five were boys, and they kept trying for girls. Just adopt, Jesus. And, and yeah, and then the, I think the sixth one ended up being a girl. So, you know, she's gonna have all the all the male humor. She's the, she's me like my cousin who had three older brothers running around telling people to look at her penis. Because <laughs> she, you know, she was three and didn't know any better. That's fantastic. Yo, Billy, look at my penis. I'm like, sweetheart. <laughs> you don't have a penis. You're a girl. You don't have a penis. No, yeah, I do. I'm like, no, your brothers have a penis, and that's why they run around saying, look at my penis. You don't have a penis. <laughs> Finn, Finn lost it the other day when I was sitting on the couch, and Rocky jumped up, and like his claw like went into my bean bag. Yeah. And I was like, ay, and I slapped the cat off. He's like, what? And I was like, Rocky clawed my balls. And dude, he fell off the couch, just lost it. Laughing? Laughing. Like like was... Laughing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad like, he thinks that that's yeah, funny. Yeah, I was like, why is that funny to you? <laughs> Asshole, let him claw your beanbag next. <laughs> yeah, I was like, get your hang down. Right. That's why Bub got that that lesson when he racked himself on the stadium seat. Now he knows what it feels like. <laughs> so now next time he swats me in the nuts, I'm just going to turn around and give him a little flick. Yep, a little doink right back. Yeah. Take that, little shit. 
Oh man, Archer and Finn started fighting, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah, like Archer grabbed Finn by the back of his shirt and pulled him down to the. So Archer will grab like two handfuls of shirt. Yeah, and then he'll fall and pull Finn down. Nice. So that's how he gets him down, and then Finn will get pissed and start like slapping him or punching him in the back. Right. And you would think Archer would be upset. Right. He's la- he's laughing the whole time. <laughs> He got he his wish. Fit, big big fit. bro's playing with him. Finn's pushing him over, and he's just laughing. It's it's too funny. And then Finny starts to like punch him like closer to the face, and I'm like, not in the face. So I was like, if you go in the face, then it's a real fight, and I got to get in. Right. Well, never in the face. Only if it's a real fight. Absolutely. Shoulders down. Yep. That's right. That wasn't always your like when you and Mikey would fight. Oh yeah. That was the rule, right? Yeah, you never. We if you hit me in the face, like I'm going to be pissed off. Because we had, you know, helmets and gloves and everything. Uh-huh. And we boxed when uh, my stepdad wasn't home, even though that was a rule is we don't box when he's not home. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and uh, I remember I caught him once on the chin just right. And that was the reason, like, we're not supposed to box when no one's home. Because <laughs> if his bed hadn't been behind him when he fell... It probably would have been a lot worse because, you know, I was older. I'm three right, years older than him. I always had reach. Yeah. But, yeah, it was always a rule. You don't, you never, it's shoulders down. Yep. And no, go to the body. no intentional dick punches because that's just low. <laughs> right. That's rude. Right. Especially if you're just, if you're just, you know, scrapping with, with your friends or brother as it may be. Yep. You're not there to actually hurt each other. You're just fucking around. Right, and no actual chokeholds. Those were right. like the rules. Absolutely. Like stay off my throat and stay uh, out of my face. Sleeper holds are okay, though. Sleeper hold, but not like, don't fully engage, like, put them to sleep. Yeah. Nap time, bitch. <laughs> Go to sleep. See you in 15 <laughs> minutes, bitch. <laughs> 15 minutes is a long time. Probably like 90 seconds. Right. Feels like 15 like, minutes when you think happened? you've killed your brother. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but yeah, that was they've started fighting, and it's pretty adorable. That's funny. I hear Jen sometimes. She's like, "Knock it off, you two. And I'm like, "Oh, that's great. That's like music to my ears." Yeah. See, in our house, Ashlyn runs it because Bub Bub knows he's he shouldn't hit her back. Uh huh. Because he's bigger, and he knows his job is to protect her. But, like, she'll go over, when they're eating breakfast, she'll reach in and grab a handful of his cereal, and he'll tell her to stop it, so she'll slap him. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And then comes in, Daddy, Ashlyn hit me, and I'm like, that didn't hurt. Because I came out this morning, I think it was, and she was slapping him on the leg because he was trying to hide behind a pillow. He's going, ow, Ashlyn, and I come out, I'm like, bub, that doesn't hurt. He's like, she's not even two. You're four. You're a big kid. She's yep. not hurting you. It's like, she's hit me too. I know it doesn't hurt. Stop being a baby. But he won't hit her back. For his To his credit, he will not hit her back. Oh, I had to tell Finn that he had to do something. I was like, listen, if you just let Archer take your stuff right now, it's only going to get worse, buddy. So if, right. he, if he gets into your stuff and you don't want him in there, then you need to go ahead and tell him to get out of there. Yeah. I was like, don't just let him take your food and take your stuff. 
Yeah, jab him in the chest. Yeah, I was like, push him down. I was like, don't push him hard, but just push him down. Yeah, don't, don't push, don't push him into any tables or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, just put him down on his butt. Just knock him on his ass. <laughs> that's exactly what I was like. Don't let him hit his head. Right. Just give him a little shove. He'll figure it out. Establish dominance. That's exactly right. That's what I told him. I was like, dude, if you don't do it now, that kid's going to run all over you. He's going to be the alpha for the rest of your life. And you don't want to be the big brother who has a jerk-off little brother. Right. So, so he's to his... Because Finn's so nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, see, he's that's, just like, that's oh, yeah, you can, have, you can have my fruit snacks. I don't care. You know, that's but bu- I can tell that he cares. Right. That's Bub's thing, too. Like, he's, he's, he's nice and... He's, to a certain extent, he's sensitive. Sweet, like, right? Oh, yeah, doesn't want to see him cry. And, like, he doesn't... He he just gets upset because she's taking his shit. And when he tells her to stop, she hits him. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. But Well, now, Finny, what he'll do is he'll grab Archer by the shirt and push him out of his room and close the door. Nice. And he'd be like, get out. And then Archer's like, let me in. Finn's like, no. Bounce that motherfucker. He does, dude. He kicks him right out. Closes the door. Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. Fantastic. I'm start calling him Dalton. All right. Let's <laughs> see here. <clears throat> How, uh, we get a Halloween update. Yeah. What did the boys go or what did, uh, did you do the pirate thing or what did he end up going no, as? No, because here's what happened. See, we had the whole theme. But what had happened was. Me and the boy were going to be pirates and mom and Ashlyn were going to be mermaids. Okay. And we went to Target to find a pirate costume. And it just so happened that three hangers down from the pirate costumes was a Ninja Turtles costume. Like, oh, that's right. He had a good Like one. the new movies. So he lately had been obsessed with uh, Ninja Turtles uh, Out of the Shadows, which was the newest one. So he saw that, and he was instantly hooked on that. We asked him, you know, are you sure you don't want to be a pirate? No, I want to be Ninja Turtle. Like, All right. So now I was no longer a pirate, but Mom and Ashlyn were still mermaids. Which worked out being adorable. Ashley made an adorable mermaid. Uh, her costume showed a little more of her midriff that I'm really comfortable with. <laughs> but, you know, it was adorable. It was a big hit. So he was Leonardo, and I was Casey Jones. So, there was, Casey Jones is a good one. Yeah, there was one person, one, one teenage girl who put the mask and the character together. Not like Jason with cough clubs. Right. Everybody else thought it was just a creepy hockey mask thing. And this one girl was like, oh, nice costume, Casey. And I'm like, you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Kevin you. Kevin did you that get last it. year. I think Early <laughs> was a Ninja Turtle and Kevin was uh, Casey Jones. Nice. Yeah, see, and I went as the new Casey Jones because Bub went as the new Ninja Turtles. And uh, so he had the mask. They had the mask that's like... It's not authentic movie quality, but it's a plastic mask style. <laughs> yeah, like the I got movie. You, yep. And, you know, I brought one of my hockey sticks. So, it was good. That's and Ashlyn, great. she's funny because she was, like, the first couple houses, she was hesitant. Like, why do I want to go up here with all these people? And then she soon figured out that every house we were going up to was giving her candy. Nice. And then she was just all about that life. Ready to turn it up. Right. 
Yeah, strutting around like she's king shit. Yep, I gotcha. It was good. Archer didn't really... He, I mean, he knew that they were giving out candy, but then once he had, like, one thing in his bag, he was obsessed with trying to take it out of the bag. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, wait, there's candy here. Let's just eat it. Why are we still walking? Right. Ashley did that a few times where she just stopped in the middle of the sidewalk, and I had the stroller, you know, because there's a big stretch. In the neighborhood we go to, there's a big stretch where there's no houses, you know, that are giving out candy anyway. So I figured we'll get to that point, throw the kids in the stroller, they can rest their legs up for, you know, round two, the next mile of houses and whatnot. And so I was pushing that behind them, and she would just, like, stop in the middle of the sidewalk and go, ooh, piece of candy. Right. And I'm like, Ashlyn, put it back. We're not eating that right now. And she'd drop it back in, scoop her bucket back up on her arm like a little princess, and start walking again. And then stop (laughs) ten feet later and try to pull the Tootsie Pop out of her bucket again. So... Finney did good. He he figured it out. You know, he remembered from last year. Like, you go say you trick or treat, they give you candy, on to the next one. Right. Say thank you, keep it moving. So, yeah, he and, uh, he was the Flash and Archer was the Green Lantern. Right. Worked out pretty good. People got it. So, a couple of people were like, Green Lantern, that's still a thing? And I was like, <laughs> yes, it is. I was like, he actually just got a movie scheduled for the DC Universe. Yeah. Amateurs. Like 2020. Yeah. So, uh, we went up to Jen's mom's place and right, did all the yeah the houses up there. Is that why you uh, you were complaining about the traffic on Facebook? Jesus, dude! You know, and we both were on our way up there, and we're like, uh, no offense to anyone who lives in Wesley Chapel, I'm never coming back. Right. Like I told Jen, I was like, we'll go up there, but it's going to be on weekends or holidays. I was like, I could have made it to Orlando faster than I made it to Wesley Chapel. Right. Uh, are they still doing all that construction up there? I haven't I been up there in a while. Dude, it took me over an hour to drive 23 miles. See, I remember... You could ride a bicycle that fast. I remember when when we still lived up there, the uh, the exit for like where you go right and it goes to the Wiregrass Mall and you go left and it goes into... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 56. Yep. State Road 56. When we left Tampa, they were still clearing all that out there right off right off the exit. Is that like done? Have they started doing anything with that? Yeah, that whole exit's like... So if you're going up 275... Right. To get off on 56, your exit is like 10 miles before that place. It's crazy. Yes. They take you off the interstate early. I, I do remember that, yeah. Because otherwise you're merging into 75, and then right. you've got to cross like six lanes of traffic. Right, and that's why they did that, was to get rid of that. But still backed up, dude. Like, I I timed the traffic, the yeah. first traffic backup. The miles were longer than my commute, my total commute to work for my right. house. I'm just, I'm not built for, for dealing with rush hour traffic anymore. Because right. I just, I, I'm spoiled. I live so close to work now that I'm not doing that. You know, and I didn't spend that much on my house. And then, you know, the ones up there aren't that much bigger than maybe a few hundred square feet. Right. Like one room bigger. Yeah. Really? Would you would would you trade one room to have a 12-minute a commute? Probably. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Right. Think about this, Billy. Cut off your dining room. Right. Right. And then your commute would be 12 minutes, two and a half miles. 
Well, and if I moved two and a half miles, it wouldn't even be that. <laughs> right. But, I mean, you know, just because of traffic lights, that's why it takes me that long. Yeah, see, if I was two and a half miles away, depending on which way you go from my job, you wouldn't even hit a traffic light. And your commute would be, you know, five like three, minutes. Three minutes yeah. each way. Yeah. I could so, live with that. Yeah. You could you could totally do without a dining room. Sure. I wouldn't even have, I, at that point, I wouldn't even take my car. I'd just ride a bike. I've thought about it, but it's dangerous here. Yeah, I wouldn't do that there. A bicycle. People hate cyclists for some reason. Right. I'm one of them. Sorry, cyclists. Right. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm not doing that commute anymore. Like, if they want to meet up, like, on Christmas Eve and I happen to be off, you know, then I'll go up there. Right. But if it's, like, Wednesday for no reason, you know what? I'll catch up with you guys on Saturday. Absolutely. <coughs> yeah, I can't do it. Sorry about the cough. I am got allergies or under the weather or whatever like that. One little cool weekend really killed me. Right. It's uh it's open six season now. I think it is. So uh, let's see here. I think that's all I got. You wanna talk a little sports? Well, real quick, I wanted to um I wanted to touch and this this is usually what I end up having. Uh, to contribute to the intro besides the last couple of weeks having my balls clipped um you know my son is four and a half something like that coming up on four and a half he's in vpk and he's been like sort of kind of reading since like he was four maybe a little before but now that he's in school like he's he's getting just light years better and he loves reading he loves the fact that he can read so well that he reads everything. You know how it is. Like, you're driving down oh, the street, yeah, yeah. and they're, they're reading the stop sign, and, and they're reading street signs, and they're reading building signs, and they're reading the radio. And <clears throat> so we were going through the drive through on the way up to Tampa Friday before the game, and we're sitting at the, at the first window to pay at McDonald's. And my darling son, Mr. Sensitive, sweet as can be, <laughs> looks at the at the window and goes, open 24 horse. And <laughs> Heather and I just fucking lose it. Right. Because it, it was just so we were not he, we weren't expecting to read it. We, we weren't like, oh, hey, bud, what's the sign say? It's just yeah, out of the blue. Open twenty four whores, and so when we stop laughing, and this is what I love is he's got this logic. We finally stop laughing, and I'm like, "Bub, it's it's actually ours. It's pronounced ours. The H is silent." And he goes, "No, Daddy, it's not at the end of the word. It's whores." And <laughs> 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 I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he's got the right idea because. Most of the words he's learned, the silent letters are at the end. So then Saturday, we were coming home from some like fall festival thing, and he's singing Old MacDonald Had a Farm. And he got, I think, the chicken. And he was saying, he, he gets to the animal noise part, and he's in the back going with a cock cock here and a cock cock there. Oh, boy. And. I start laughing again, and I turn to Heather. I'm like, well, I guess there's enough cocks to go around for the 24 whores. 
like Jesus Christ. So I, 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 it's adorable because he's so convinced that it was horse and not ours. And in the logic he used, like in his head, it's perfect logic. And if I were not a grown adult, if I were another four-year-old and I was telling him, hey, it's actually ours, and he said, no, the silent letter's only at the end, well, then you've, got, you've convinced me. It's open 24 horse. Horse. He was so convinced in his logic. Like, he was, he was firm. Like, he was, he was, you know, like, dead serious. He knew he was right. So, it's adorable. That's great. Finney, Finney started reading, like, all the video game menus. Nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was sitting in here, and he was like, he's like, which one do I want? I was like, you want multiplayer. And he's like, uh, okay. And he goes to them. I'm like, oh, my God. You know right. what I mean? And then he's like, now which one? I was like, probably Battles. And, you know, I'm just like waiting for him. And he's like looking at the thing. And he's like, uh, this one? Okay. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> you can freaking read. Right. I was like, which level do you want to do? He's like, uh, the Batcave. And he goes and picks the Batcave. Nice. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't remember what it was, but Heather got him these, um, these... Lego DC superheroes like dude, we books. have those. Yeah, we have those. And um, so we were reading one of them, and I don't remember what word it was, but I was prepared to help him sound his his way through it, and he just blasted right through it. <laughs> and I'm like, we finished the page. And I'm like, Bub, I was like, I'm super impressed, dude. Give me a high five. Like you didn't even. That's a big word, and you just blasted right through it, man. So. <clears throat> I'm impressed. He he blows me away almost every day. Today he was telling me what the four kinds of charts are. Because I asked him what he was learning at school. And he said, well, he was learning about charts. I was like, well, what kind of charts? He's like, picture charts and line charts and pie charts and bar charts. He's like, and those are the four kinds of charts. And I'm like, dude. Wow. You're four years old. What are you doing? around taking statistics right i'm like they they're teaching you about pie charts you're four years old i'm amazed it blows me away every day he does something that that just blows my mind the other day he saw my voting sticker uh sitting in the truck he's like daddy you voted too and i'm like yes he's like just like mommy she's got the vote sticker too that's pretty and cool. So, yeah, like I'm trying to explain to him how, you know, voting works. And I'm like, let's say you're at school and it's, it's you know, you're done with school and, and you're picking out a TV show for the class to watch. And they say, who wants to watch Paw Patrol? And, you know, I was like, in let's say you and four of your friends raise your hand. Then you're voting for Paw Patrol. And then... They say, who wants to watch Ninja Turtles? And 10 other people raise their hand. They're voting for Ninja Turtles. And then teacher picks, you know, blazing the monster machines because your vote doesn't fucking count. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that part. But I, you know, I I was explaining it to him. And like, you can see it. You can see the wheels turning in his head as he's trying to make sense of it all. That's really cool. I'm I'm impressed that he even like shows an interest in something like that. So. That is really cool. Uh, let's see here. 
You wanna wanna switch over some sports? Yeah, let's do some sports. A quick mention of the World Series. Uh, going to a game seven. By the time this is edited and uploaded, game, game. seven might be over. But game seven. I think the Cubs are going to pull it off. That would be pretty epic. When they were down three one, all I was thinking is hey, the Indians still have to win one more. You know. And God forbid, don't let them win game five and get confidence and then go game six with Arietta. Yep. And then, you know, when do they play again? Tomorrow? No, day they, after tomorrow. They play, uh, I believe they play Wednesday night. Wednesday game night. Seven. Yeah, because the, the baseball playoffs, they don't, uh, they don't do the whole basketball thing. Like, oh, we have to skip a day in between games. An, a rest day. Right. They just go straight into it the next day. So yeah. um, and everybody's gonna, available tomorrow. So right, I'm gonna pull it up and uh, and just double check. But I'm fairly certain that they play again Wednesday, and that would be true. Wednesday, eight o'clock. So I may have the show uploaded by then. Nice. Uh, just know that I am I'm sticking with the Cubs. Um, the Indians are pitching Kluber on three days rest for the second time of the series. So. I don't know. He didn't do all that. He didn't do terrible, but he wasn't his normal dominant self against the Blue Jays when he went on short rest. He pitched well against the Cubs on short rest, but I don't. I don't. I think the Cubs, with the momentum of force in Game Seven, are just going to keep rolling. And I think here's the thing: the Giants, in even years, it's supposed to be the Giants win the World Series. That's the way it's been since. What, 2012? 2010. They won the 10 World Series, the 12 World Series, and the 14 World Series. And this was 16. It's an even year. It's got to be the Giants. And they were up on the Cubs in what ended up being the deciding game. And the Cubs came back with like five runs in the ninth inning or eighth inning. And so they out Giants the Giants. Like, that makes them the team of destiny. It has to, right? So, I mean, they they went down 2-1 with the Dodgers, and everybody's like, oh, shit, here we go. They're going to blow it against the Dodgers. And they came back and knocked the Dodgers out in six games. I just think they're the team of destiny. It sounds, you know, stupid to some people to say that it's their destiny, but I just think it is. You don't beat the Giants and then lose. So, I think... It's just a matter of if you're going to end a 108-year drought, you got to do it in style. Why not go down 3-1 and then come roaring back to winning Game 7? Plus, Cleveland used all their karma, you know, coming back from 3-1 in the NBA Finals. The city's not that great. That's It's going to be awesome. I um, And Cleveland, I don't think they, you know, they got, they got their... Their win with LeBron, they're good for another 80 years. Right. You know, Chicago, the Cubs especially, they need this. That's over a century of suffering for Cubs fans. And one of my coworkers found a story, I want to say he said it was by the Wall Street Journal, which I don't know why they would have the story, but they found uh, birth records of a lady who is 108 and she was born earlier in the season 
the last time the Cubs won the World Series. She's literally the only living Cubs fan who was alive when the Cubs last won a World Series. And she was only a couple months old. So think about that. There are entire generations of Cubs fans. There's probably two, two full generations that have lived and died without seeing a Cubs World Series. So and, that's insane. Yeah, I, right? Totally. Like my grandfather lived into his late, I want to say late 70s. And he didn't see a Red Sox World Series win until two years before he died. He's, that's what he was waiting for. Yeah. And I, I still remember during that summer when they traded Nomar Garcia Parra. And I remember him saying they're just they're never gonna win it. He doesn't know what they're doing. How do you trade a guy like Nomar? You know, what's what's going on? And they ended up coming back to win. You know, he was convinced that he wasn't gonna see it. And then to go down three oh to the Yankees, nobody thought it was gonna happen. Yeah. And then for them to come back the way they were, there was not a chance in hell the Cardinals were going to beat them in the World Series, you know. And yep. so that's that was that was a weight lifted off like five generations of fans. So I, that's really why I'm pulling for the Cubs is I, there's five or six generations of Cubs fans who have never seen it. So I just hope they don't become. And I've heard it mentioned on the radio from local fans who just seem to think that every Boston fan is is a prick. Um, I mean, I hope they. And there are a lot of people that are all of a sudden, you know, the Red Sox win one, and everybody should bow down to us. I'm not like that. I think it's fucking retarded. But I just hope Cubs fan doesn't become that guy. Like nobody even notices Cubs fan because. You know, because they're adorable. Someone tells you, "Oh, yeah, I'm a Cubs fan." You go, "Oh, really? How? Why? Why did that? How did that happen to you? Who hurt you?" you? Know? So <laughs> exactly. So I just hope they don't become that arrogant, brash, uh, sense of entitlement type fans. Like, "Oh, we deserve to be here every year because we're the fucking Cubs." But I'm pulling for them. You know, and and on the other front, Cleveland hasn't won a World Series since. What nineteen forty eight? So to be fair, it's been a while for them too. But uh, I mean, fuck them. It's been forty less years than it has been for the Cubs. Yep, so, I agree. They got time. Cubs wait for theirs. I'm pulling for the Cubs. Game, <clears throat> game seven, mark it down. Cubs win. And this is one of those games. Like even Arietta, who threw I think a hundred pitches and went six plus innings tonight. I think even if if they got to a situation where they said, hey, man, we need you. He's rolling out. Yeah. Everybody's on the table. Yeah, that's what game sevens are special. Yeah. There's there's no punches pulled, especially with a guy like Joe Madden. Like, he just he's he'll, he'll constantly pitch, pushing buttons. He'll push. He'll pitch everybody in the bullpen. If he has He'll to, do yeah. single matchups and once it gets down towards the nitty-gritty. Right. <clears throat> he'll get a pitcher for each batter. Right. So that's pretty cool, especially when he has you know when the when the cupboard's wide open. Yeah, when he doesn't have to to patch together a bargain basement roster with you know one or two big money guys like Evan Longoria, right? You know, like they got bona fide studs who that will should be around for a while because the Cubs can afford to pay them, especially this after this year. 
So, I mean, good for him. You want to talk a little fantasy football? Sure. Let's do it. I love fantasy football, at least in this league. This year, it's a, it's a lot more fun than last year. Yeah. i tell you what. I'm like a fantasy curse for players. So, <laughs> every year I've had Doug Martin, he's either gotten hurt, like this year and the first year I had him, or just a complete dud because the Bucks offensive line was fucking terrible. Um, so he's hurt again this year. Eddie Lacy goes on the IR with an ankle issue. So that's my two starting running backs in both leagues gone. Thursday night, Tennessee played uh, Jacksonville, and DeMarco Murray was having a great first half and hurt his foot on like this, this, the last play he played in the half with like a minute left. Uh, they brought in Derrick Henry afterwards, and I thought, hey, that guy's fucking stealing my guy's yards. Put him back in. Oh, it turns out he went off with a foot injury, and he was questionable to return. So I'm thinking, you got to be fucking kidding me. Then T.Y. Hilton in his game was all questionable to return, but he was he ended up being okay. Last game out, Antonio Brown went down with an injury. I'm like, what is – what? why – I'm just this mega jinx. I draft guys, and then they get hurt. So, in my money league, I've got a, a patched together roster that if I finish within 30 points of anybody any given week, I'm amazed. I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm stuck with committee running backs who may or may not actually get touchdowns or touches, period. Um, so, that league, I'm just like, fuck it. I, I don't. Let's just end the season. <laughs> I don't care. I'm I'm aggravated, and it happens every year in that league. I draft a, a sol- at least a solid team, and everybody starts getting hurt. You do have you injury prone fantasy teams, right? And like before this year, T. Y. Hilton wasn't injury prone before this year. And now he's got a hip thing that they're managing every week. Demarco Murray was kind of hip, kind of injury prone uh, before three years ago, and he hasn't been the last couple seasons. And I get him. Oh yeah, now he's hurt. Oh, Eddie Lacy's hurt. He wasn't hurt the last couple of years. He was just fat. Um, fat. And now this year he's healthy. He's had a good, healthy, muscular playing weight, and he fucking hurts his ankle. Doug Martin, hurt. Antonio Brown hurt himself. He wasn't ever injury prone. He's Mr. Invincible. And thankfully he was able to come back. So then, like, I have Julius Thomas uh, that I picked up just in case because I don't know what Tyler Eifert's doing. Because he was coming back from injury. And I I started Jason Witten this week. And then, of course, Friday night, I get the alert that, oh, Jason Witten might not go. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you've got to be fucking kidding me. But I knew he was going to go because he, he's fucking, he's the Iron Man. He's, he missed one game his rookie season and has not missed a single game since. So I knew, deep down, I knew he wasn't going to miss it. But I'm like, how do I, what about I, I I don't have an answer. So I've patched together a roster. The last couple of weeks, I've eked out. I don't know how the fuck I won either of them. Um, I've sucked a little less than the other guy. <laughs> one, one, Giggity. Two weeks ago, I won like 106 to 94 over Justin. And then this past week, uh, I beat Allen 114 to 100. I don't even know how the fuck I got to 114. 
And I had Eifert on the bench because I don't know why I didn't put him in the lineup, but he had 25 points. So I left a net of like 17 points on the bench with him. Um, Blake Bortles, I finally benched him, and he finally, <laughs> finally puts up finds the end zone. Yep. So he put up 12 or 13 more points than any Dalton. So I left like 30 points on the bench. That and sucks. somehow I still won with my with fucking running backs that I'm just patching together at this rate. So I when I on this side I'm okay. I don't want to quit football cuz I'm in first place because Devin you beat Kevin. I beat Kevin. So you're I think in a three-way tie. I beat him soundly for second, third and fourth. Yep. So that's not, at this point you're in the playoffs. I mean, playoff fourth picture. place. Yep. You get to get beat by me, eighty-six to eighty-four again in the playoffs. I'm, <laughs> I am first out or first in. You know, right? What's crazy to me, at least just me, is that I have I think the highest scoring week in the league so far this season, and then I also have like one of the lowest scoring weeks in the league. And I've done it a couple times where I had I had 78 three weeks ago because just everything went fucking wrong for me, I guess. And the week we played, I had, I think, 84. I've had some terrible weeks, and somehow I'm 6-2. and two. I'll take it, you know? <clears throat> yep. Um, I, after this week, should have all of my studs off of bye weeks. Yes, yeah, that's, that's about where I'm at. I have Dalton and Eifert on a bye week this week, but I have guys to fill in for them. I just have to decide if I want to bench Bortles and pick up somebody else. I'm tossing around a few ideas. I may. I got Russell Wilson I can deal after this week. Yeah, well, that doesn't do me any good because Dalton's only on a bye week. So, um, Elsewhere in the league, Steve beat Jason. Which, uh, by virtue of point tiebreakers, keeps Jason in last place. <laughs> He's tied with Justin, and Justin has slightly more points. Um, Matt beat TJ in the biggest blowout of the week. So uh, Matt had 169 to TJ's piddly 113. And uh, TJ actually... Would have beat two teams um, this week. Would have beat Kevin. Would have beat Jason. And that's it. Oh, no, he would have beat Allen, too. But my weak week would have still beat him by, like, a point. So, uh, TJ sucks. Uh, Justin's team, the auto-draft kings, uh, not very good. And Jason, I think, had a better team than really what it's lived up to. And they're all kind of lagging behind. So they, him and Justin, might be out of the playoff picture already. And I mean, he they're still just playing spoilers now. He, yeah, that, I, there's six weeks I think left in the regular season. So uh, I don't. Maybe he'll get lucky and go on a on a streak. But at this point, I'm six and two. The next three or four teams are five and three. I think we have one four and four team. And then the bottom. So, uh, I'm pulling for Jason to uh, shake out of it. 
get some wins put together, maybe sneak into the playoffs, or at the very least get into the consolation bracket. It sucks being out of even that. And then the last two weeks you're just watching football because that's what's on. <laughs> right. Even even if it's not your team. Like I, I was watching the Redskins uh Bengals game in Europe Sunday morning solely because I have Andy Dalton and Tyler Eifert. And other than that, I just don't give a shit about those two teams. That's the only reason I'm watching that. Because, hey, it's football in the morning, but I can make the case to the wife and kids why I'm not watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse because I've got guys on these teams. So back off. Um, so going forward into week nine, this week I'm playing TJ. Uh, he's got some moves to make. He's got bye weeks to account for that I don't. So at the moment, Yahoo, I think, has me favored quite heavily. Uh, so I'm Yahoo's picking me. And uh, it's so far at 6-2 and two this year, I'm picking me. It's been right 75% of the time. So, I mean, trends and percentages say I should pick me. Uh, Kevin is playing Jeff. Jeff has a shitload of bye week stuff to account for. And I don't know that he can do that with quality players. So, Kevin is favored by Yahoo. And I... Nice. I'm also going to pick Kevin, who happens to be the highest scorer in the league and also has the highest points against. Like, he's got, I think, 50 points higher than the next highest scorer, which I think is me. And he's still only a net gain of, like, plus 35 over eight weeks. So that's great. And he's 5-3. and He's lost three fucking times. Yeah, that's insane. So he's had a tough schedule so far. Um, I do think he beats Jeff. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he probably pounds Jeff, and this is probably the biggest blowout of the week. Uh, Jason, Devin is playing you. I think at the moment, Yahoo is favoring Jason. And uh, I'm making the heartfelt pick of taking Jason. I I still haven't put a defense in, so don't forget that. I've got a zero on defense there. I'm, I'm pulling for Jason this week. For uh, personal reasons, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I, I, it's it's nothing personal, Devin. But I hope he pounds you into the dirt. No, nah, well, you know when I beat him, it's also nothing personal. Sure, when you lose to him too, it's also nothing personal. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> uh, Matt is playing Steve. Steve is one of the five and three teams up in the mix for uh, the playoff spots. He is favored by Yahoo, and I am also going to pick him. And in the last game of the week, we have Justin playing Allen, and Yahoo is picking Justin somehow. Uh, And surprise, surprise, five for five, I am with Yahoo on this one. I'm picking Justin. Okay. So. You want to talk a little bit of USF? Sure. Let's get into USF. Um. Like I said earlier, we got there with about three minutes left in the first quarter. And uh-huh. when we were walking up Marlon Mack, we could see the big gigantic jumbotron uh-huh. walking in from the parking lot from, you know, the fucking six miles away that they parked us. And 
it was when Marlon Mack was going for 85 yards for a touchdown, make it 21 nothing. As we're in the stadium walking across the concourse towards our seat is when he hit Elkana Dillon for the 40-yard touchdown pass to make it 28 nothing. So we got there with three minutes left in the first quarter, and before we even sat in our seats, it was 28 nothing. That's when I, I looked at Jason and I was like, dude, this is like word for word what Billy said. Right. I was he like, even texted me. Even I didn't possible. see it until, I didn't even see it till later, but <laughs> he even texted me. He's like, you were right, 21 nothing. And he's like, oops, nope, wrong, 28 nothing. And I'm like, you know, I'll take that wrong. Because here's the thing. Here's the game plan with Navy. What Navy wants to do is Navy wants to run the fucking ball and keep the other team's offense off the field. Especially with an offense like, you know, USF's or an offense like Houston. You want to keep them off the field enough to throw them off their game. Keep them out of rhythm. You change that game plan by getting out in front. Get one stop, maybe two stops early. Make sure you score with your possessions. Make good use of them. And at some point, the the ball control, kill the clock, run, run, run offense... Is just not going to leave you with enough time to make anything happen. You're going to have to start passing. So being up 42-14 at the half, they start doing a little bit more. The third quarter, they still stuck to their guns pretty well, running the ball. We seem to kind of pull the foot off the gas pedal, maybe a little bit. Yeah, and uh, start rotating some second stringers in. They did outscore us uh, 31-10 to in the second half. Most of that was in the fourth quarter. Uh, we 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 left a little bit early, and as we were walking out, you know, I had the game up on my phone, and we scored another touchdown to make it fifty-two, I think, twenty-seven. And they at that point, I'm thinking, all right, we're cake. There's no chance of a comeback. Um, I did hear that they were putting Keenan. So they pulled the starters on offense with like eight minutes left in the game, which is kind of bizarre. But I get it. You want to get your backup live reps and get them plenty of work in. Especially after the performance he had against Temple. Well, and to be fair, he was kind of thrown in an impossible situation at Temple. When, you know, the starter gets hurt and he's got to come in and the ball is on the half-yard line. (laughs) Right, it's on the wall. Right. You know, he pretty much stood no chance. We did him no favors there. And and Willie Taggart even said, you know, he was asked what he said to him after the game. And he was like, you know, God bless you, man. <laughs> Please don't quit. Right. So you want to get him game reps because at some point Quentin Flowers isn't going to be here. And there's always the possibility, as we saw last game, that he gets hurt. And we need him to be ready to go. So I get that. And I guess they pulled, you know, I stopped watching it because obviously we got on the road. And we plugged in Star Wars, so I wasn't listening to it. And we get about, I don't know, 20, 30 miles, minutes down the road. And Heather goes, so what was the final score? I'm like, I don't know. I never got the final score. That's kind of odd. So I pull up my phone, and it was right after it had ended, 52 to 45. Yep. Like they just they pulled off this wild comeback attempt. And I guess they, it's kind of deceiving because they scored the last touchdown with no time left on the clock. Right. So really it was it was fifty two thirty nine. But even that, when I looked at like the yardage totals, we had six hundred and nineteen yards of offense 
And that was only more than them by like 10. Yeah, that was a 1,200-yard game. Yeah. Like and I was Jason, I was like, you ever want to see 1,200 yards of offense? Here it is. <laughs> Their quarterback, went for, he threw for 299 yards. Which is as much as he threw probably the whole season last year. Right. That, that's more than he's ever thrown. Yeah. That, this, he wasn't a starter until this year, and that was because the uh, the starter replacing Keenan Reynolds hurt his knee in the first like first snap. So we wanted to, to force them to kind of throw it around a little bit instead of running it, and that's what we did. And I have to go back and watch the second half, but from you know from the look of it, they just kind of stopped playing defense. Take, took the foot. They were aggressive in the first half, and that worked. They played with the five-man front. You know, they had seven people stacked in the box, and to a degree, it worked because you had Navy stifled. At halftime, they had like a hundred, I think, a hundred and eighty yards of offense or something like that, and like a hundred and forty on the ground or a hundred and twenty on the ground. That's well off their pace, and. <clears throat> It just seemed like in the second half, it just seemed like everything was like, ho-hum, let's just get through this. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's no reason. In the first half on offense, we literally did anything we wanted. And the only thing that stopped us was a fumble at the half-yard line <clears throat> that actually shouldn't have been a fumble. He should have been rolled down. And we would have scored another touchdown before that. It would have been 49-14 at the half. So... I saw on a message board, someone pointed out that most people probably turned it off very early in the fourth quarter, and so they won't realize that it ended up becoming a tight game. And it's true, because I read the AP write-up when I got back to work, and they mentioned the lopsided score and the dominant performance. And if you just look at the box score, you'd go, what are you fucking talking about? It was a a one-score game, and they gave up 600 yards of offense. But really, for the first half, we throttled them. In the second half, we just kind of let off the uh, let off the gas. Not to mention, they covered the spread because they couldn't kick the extra point. Right. That's a crazy thing to me. Imagine all the money that Las Vegas made because they couldn't kick that extra point. Yeah, that's incredible. Because the spread was six and a half. Navy scored a touchdown to make it, make it a seven-point game. If a PAT is possible there, it becomes a six-point game. Navy beats the spread. Yep. Everybody's running away with money. Because why the hell was USF favorite six and a half in the first place? Apparently Vegas knows something we don't. That's what I said. I was like, how in the hell did they get that spread down to the half point? I mean, listen. After the Temple game, I was upset. (laughs) I had been snipped. And I was fighting my internet to get work done from home. And they were putting up that kind of performance. And I may have angrily posted that Navy was going to punk the shit out of us. As we got closer to game time, I felt a little less strongly in that regard. But I was still not comfortable. Like, I felt like if it turned into a track meet, we can win that. Right. But you got to get some stops on defense to make that happen. And I just... I think the defense played with more heart and more fire in the first half than they've played with at any point this season. At any point. I mean, when the when the going has gotten tough, like Florida State, 
in Lake Temple, they folded. So I was concerned. And I think it's a legitimate concern because Navy has a just pound you in the mouth physical style of running. Pound your ass. Right. They're just going to keep doing it. They're just going to beat you over the head with it. And it's a style of, of running that, like, if you don't have a dominant front four, they're going to pick up five, six, seven, eight yards every play. And, and they're going to run the ball until you stop them. Right. And credit to the coaching staff. They picked up on something that I guess Tulane did in holding Navy to like their second lowest rushing total this season. And that was playing out of the bear formation. Which is five down, right? Yeah, they got five down linemen, two linebackers filling in. And then basically what you have in that is you're telling your corners, look, you're one-on-one all night. Yeah, you guys are on your own. We've got seven guys in the box and the safeties are watching for the run. So, in the first half, they played with fire. They played great. At least good. You know, Navy kind of started to get some things going late in the half. And then the second half, it just seemed like they they pulled their foot off the gas. Which, when you've got Taggart saying after the ECU game that we want to be in attack mode 24-7, and then you see a game like this, it's again, it makes me wonder what what kind of bad blood might have been there. All right. Or maybe he saw the backlash he got and was like, all right, I guess. Maybe he just didn't want to run it up on Navy. I mean, I get that, too, because it's, it's Navy. These guys are going to go on to, you know, protect our country when they're done playing yeah, football. Right. You're going to emotionally scar them. <laughs> right. It's like on, on, the, uh, on, Reddit, on the college football Reddit, they have Trash Talk Thursday. And it's highly entertaining. If you've never read the threads, I suggest no, you No, I need it. to go, yeah. Um, you know, I posted on that. I was like, I really want to talk shit, but my the Patriot in me won't let me talk shit about Navy. So, there's that. <laughs> um, USF is off this week. Yes, which is good because the style of running and, and blocking that they use, Navy does, is the whole chop block scheme. And... <clears throat> Someone said it last year, and I don't remember who, but they said, you know, the toughest part is not during the game playing Navy, but it's the week after, recovering from being hit, you know, in the thighs and in the knees for the entire game. And so a lot of times you have that that sluggish run the next week as you're still recovering from being just chop-blocked to high hell. And so this... This ends up being a perfect time for a bye week. It gives guys time to rest, get healed up, get ready to go for this stretch run. You know, we got three three games in four weeks, or three games down the stretch. Yep. <clears throat> so, you know, this is this, it's. We've got to win out, and we need Temple to lose one more, so we can get to the conference title game. So this, it, it, and I think I said this before the season started. <clears throat> this was like a perfectly timed bye week. It comes after Navy. You got time to rest and recover from the chop block city. And Memphis is going to be a tough road game. So you've got an extra week to get prepared for that. You know? Yep. And and then SMU the week after that on the road. So you've got a week off to get ready for back-to-back road games. And then we close out the season with a home game against UCF, who at times looks like they're they're they've got things figured out and they're they're back into 
playing decent football, and then at other times they look like they're a fucking train wreck. So who knows what to make of them. But I'm hoping that we go to go on the road next week to Memphis and look to just punch them in the dick. Me too, because I'm going to be there. The way the way we lost to them last year, you know, almost got Willie Taggart fired. But it ended up being what helped Willie Taggart say, I've just got to let these guys go. Yeah. And let them play. Well, they, they had a different team. Memphis had a different team last year, too. Like, their quarterback was amazing. Yeah, and he's gone. I, they, yeah. They've put up some points this year. I mean, they're no slap. And their new head coach came from Arizona State where they put up points. So there are no slouches offensively. It, it, there's no two ways about it. It's going to be a tough game. But we need to just go in and take care of business, which is why I'm glad the bye week came when it did. Now, let me ask you this. If USF beats Memphis, do they get ranked? I think if they do it convincingly enough. I, the, the curious thing to see will be next week when we don't play this weekend. Who what effect that has us has on us in the polls. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I think currently we're sitting at like 29 in one poll and 31 in the other. Right. Do we slide based on having not played? Or do some of the teams in front of us lose and we get bumped up based on that? I don't know. Well, I'm curious to see it. And uh, I'm starting to get excited about my trip up to Memphis. We're going right. to leave uh, Thursday. I think it's a 10th. We're going to leave Sounds at like about right. 4 a.m. And we're going to drive through Atlanta. Nice. We're going to stop for chicken and waffles. In the Atlanta strip clubs? Yep. Where the play is play. And yeah. then we're going to go to Memphis from there. Nice. So Atlanta's like kind of the halfway point. Sure. It's like five hours to Atlanta and then like six hours to Memphis from Atlanta. Nice. So not too bad. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to... Oh, the game time was announced. Yes. I think it's Ugh, a 7 o'clock kick, 7 right? 7 o'clock. It's going to suck. Why is that going to suck? I was hoping for like a looter so that I could get home and get showered, change, and get ready to drive home. Right. Now, as it stands, I won't be leaving the stadium till like, you know, 10 or 11. Yeah. It's going to be like 40 degrees out. Sure. And then I have to drive home the next day, 12 hours. Yeah. So you get showered up, get a good night's rest. Yeah. Duh. So, anyway, it's yeah, seven o'clock. It's going to be sixties uh, for the highs and forties for the lows. Yeah, it'll be just lovely for the Florida boys. Yep, I uh, already started thinking about what I'm going to wear. Like, I have like a cold weather Under Armour shirt. I'll put it underneath my polo. Get some uh, long underwear to protect your vagina. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, that is that's all I got. Uh, college football. That oh, that's right. Out. The poll. Hold on, I, I got the poll. The first playoff poll. Yep, first playoff poll. Some of it was not surprising, and other bits of it were kind of surprising. <coughs> Excuse me, I sneezed just in case Billy edits that out. Oh, bless you. Um, Alabama number one. Right, not surprising. They've tra- just dump trucked everybody. Clemson number two. Not surprising. Defending uh, title runner ups 
runners up and uh they've had some tough games they've been tested and they're undefeated michigan number three right makes sense they started in the top 10 they've throttled some people and they they won their big their first big test game against wisconsin so that was a top 10 matchup so that makes sense texas agricultural and mining college that one i just don't see them i don't see putting them over an undefeated washington at this point I just don't see it. I and you can sit here and tell me, oh, they've had a tougher schedule. They've had a tougher schedule based on preseason rankings, based on SEC bias. They beat Arkansas in the first week. Well, Arkansas has started off slow every year for like the last five years under Brett Bielema. So, <clears throat> not as impressed with that one. Uh, they beat Tennessee, which at the time seemed impressive because Tennessee was a top ten team, and Tennessee has since gone off the deep end. Uh, lost Alabama, lost Texas A&M, uh, lost to South Carolina last week. And players are quitting on the team. So that win gets a little less impressive. Um, obviously, they got dump trucked by Alabama in the second half, but who hasn't? So I won't hold that against them. I can see them, if you want to tell me five or six, you put them a- a- ahead of Ohio State because... Their loss to number one Alabama is better than Ohio State's loss to uh, unranked at the time Penn State. So if you want to tell me that, I'm fine with that because Ohio State's a six. So if you want to tell me that they they deserve to be a five, I can see that a little bit, yeah. But I just feel like it, Washington's undefeated, and it's not like they've just played slouches. They've already played Oregon. They kick the dog shit out of Stanford, yep. kick the dog shit out of Oregon. They had their, their, their first real close game against a ranked Utah team with a great defense. And they had college week. game day there. So, I mean, they're doing all the right things. They're winning the games in front of them. It, most of them com- completely dominating. So don't, don't sit here and put a one-loss team over them. And then tell me you're not biased towards the SEC, because I'm not. I'm not. Quite frankly, I'm not buying that. And it, we're going to get down the stretch, and they're going to flip flop like they did with Baylor and TCU, eventually putting Ohio State ahead of them. You know, like this. Yeah. This is just. This is another reason why they don't need to be doing this for fucking six weeks before they actually need to pick the teams. Yeah, I could see. You know, what I mean, I mean, I like having the the official. It's the preseason rankings that bother me. I agree with that. Because, like, Tennessee, like you said, Tennessee is ranked, you know, preseason at, like... They were 10th in the country. And then struggled with App State in the first week. Now they're nowhere to be found. And now they've they've bottomed out. I I mean, we say bottomed out, but they're, like, 6-3 and or 5-3 and or whatever it is. You know, so they're not terrible, but they had national title aspirations, and they've they've got their ass kicked the last three weeks. They lost to fucking South Carolina. So I, you, LSU was in the top five to start the season. They got punked, and then they lost to Auburn, and they fell out of the rankings, and now they're back in. And just, I think Notre Dame was a top ten team, and now I think they have one win, maybe two. Okay, right, they got their they're ass kicked awful. this year. Terrible. Texas jumped up and close to the top ten. I think they jumped up to ten, based on beating a top ten Notre Dame in the first week of the season. Notre Dame 
has at most two wins. And Texas fell in their face. And they're still debating whether Charlie Strong has to be fired. That's how dumb the preseason polls are. Because we base so much just on that. So, I mean, I I like that this the playoff committee doesn't even bother getting together until halfway through the season. I do like that that's when they start discussing it. But I just feel like putting out this poll every week before the playoffs, before the time you actually have to make the selection, is just stupid. Yeah. Because at some point they're just going to they're going to flip Washington and Texas A&M and it's not going to be based on anything like oh Washington suddenly beat this great team and Texas A&M beat a slightly less great team. At some point they're going to go, they're going to win the the Pac-12 title game over some slouch team from the Pac-12 South and that's somehow going to be like the convincing factor that oh they should go to the playoffs. I I just don't I don't I don't see it. Because at the end of the day, they're going to go, well, it's the fact that they're conference championships accounts for them moving ahead. Well, they move them ahead now. They're leading the conference by a wide margin. Right. They're kicking the dog shit out of everybody. No pun intended, because they're the Huskies. <laughs> but, I mean, I, it's just, to me, it's premature. Oh, I wanted to mention one more USF thing before we uh, hang up. Okay. If USF wins out. And yes. Temple loses a game. Yes. We host the American Athletic Conference Championship game. Right, because conceivably Navy would continue to win out. Even if they lose another game, they hold the tiebreaker over Houston because Houston got dump trucked by SMU. Go figure that one. And um, so Navy is still a game up on them, and they hold the head-to-head tiebreaker. So in all likelihood, we went out, Temple loses a game, we get to host. In all likelihood. So then I have, I here's here's my conundrum. <laughs> you got to buy one uh, more game ticket. Not even that, because I drop it without question, if there's not a scheduling conflict. We have someone at work who's getting married, and I have to RSVP by oh, next shit. Wednesday. And the wedding date? 12-3. December 3rd yep. at 3 o'clock. Oh, so man. So it's not Like, if the game was going to be at 7, sure, I go to the wedding, stick around the reception for a little bit, right. and then bounce. Yep. We go straight up to Tampa. The game's at noon, so fuck. That sucks. So I'm still not completely convinced I want to go. Yeah. So, so let like, me just politely decline, get them a gift. Open bar. I don't know. I have to talk to them on that. I mean, not trying to be a dickhead, but if right. it's not an open bar, I feel like there's not much of a choice. Right. But I feel like like I'll turn this down, and then USF fall in their face. <laughs> right. And then you'll be sitting at home going, man, I could beat the wedding. Right. So, I mean, I like them, but I just don't, I don't know if I want to go to the wedding. And the fact that that could interfere with a potential, because I told Heather there was something that else that came up on the third. I'm like, nope, that weekend is reserved. Yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> She's like, why? I was like, because if we're hosting the conference title game, it's at Raymond James, and we're going. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Period. You, if you don't want to go, that's fine. I'm going to take the boy. Tell One me of now. One going. So I can buy two tickets instead of four. 
Right. Yeah. So that's that's the conundrum. I do I do I like them more than I like USF football? The uh, answer is no on a regular on a regular uh the day. Like if they said, Hey, I'm having a house party on Sorry bro, I can't make it. Right. I'm having a house party on November twelfth. Oh no, I'm I've got plans to watch USF on my T V. Um so there's that. But being something like a wedding do I make a special exception? I I did go to Ashland's wedding last year when we were playing SMU at home. So did I. But I was I was kind of directed to do so. I was voluntold. That's also true. Right. See, but here's the thing. I think because you're family, you have to. Yeah. I wasn't family, <laughs> but I was told you're going, and I was like, but 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 but. And that didn't work. So Jason went in my stead. And of course, Quentin Flowers scored a fucking helicopter touchdown right in front of our seats. Oh, right. Where we were four rows up. I was going to say, you guys were like right in the front. Yeah. Yeah. J- Jason texts me the next day. He goes, dude, that helicopter touchdown right in front of us. It's like, you know what? Rub it in, motherfucker. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's my conundrum there. So there you have it. Next week will be I'll be so excited about Memphis. Right. Uh, I think we're going to Disney this weekend. Sweet. We're gonna we're gonna do adult Epcot trip. Nice. So yeah, it's gonna do be a good time. Wine and food fest. I don't know whatever's happening. So I uh you have a uh, quote uh, a parting gift uh, dad joke if you will uh, Devin yes which room will you never see a ghost in a ghost which room oh I think I know this one Is the it, living room the living room <laughs> <laughs> I was like bath. I went, my mind immediately went to bathroom and I was like no oh, that's not it Restroom? Bedroom. No, that's not it. Nope. K- kitchen? Yep. Yep. Living room. <coughs> I like that Get joke. Because it it's, it's dead. Because ghost, ghost is alive. Right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to me be all stuffed up. Correct. I'm going to take some medicine. I'm going to go night night. TT night night. I will. Just sneezing and coughing up a storm. Billy will probably edit a lot of it out, but that's okay. That's yeah, what makes we may leave in the ones that you actually reference. But. <laughs> that's what makes him a good producer. <clears throat> sure. So um, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.